there's something powerful that happens in worship. There's something powerful that happens when we worship. That worship is one of the cornerstones of solid rock. Pastor Nelson, when he founded the church many years ago, was not interested in just having a song service, but he was interested in having a worship service. And there's something that happens when we worship that breaks things down. I want to take just a couple minutes. I don't even have scripture texts, but I know them in my heart and in my mind. And I just want to share with you some of the the things about worship. First of all, when you look at the order of battle in the Bible, the first people that went were the priests and the worshipers. The first people that went were the priests and the worshipers. In fact, they would have a worship, a a number of people ahead of the, the Ark of the Covenant. So before even the presence, they had worship going. When they went around Jericho, the people of Israel followed the worship. And there's something to be learned and something to be seen when we have that attitude and when we have that process. Anybody here facing battles? Do you know where you battle first? You battle first in worship. You battle first in worship. The, the walls of Jericho, they came down through the worship and through the shout. Talk about the most unique battle plan in history. Just walk around that city seven times, and at the end of the seventh time on that day, just shout, and God's going to be with you. And, and he had them worshiping. Children of Israel, when they went through the, the waters and they left Egypt, they were worshiping. And I believe there's some of you here this morning that you're so, you're so wound up, so tight, that the first thing that leaves is worship. Have you noticed that? When we get into trouble, the first thing we forget to do or the first thing we let go is the most important thing, and that is worshiping God. If you need a victory today, the victory is found through worship. Yes, God can give you wisdom, but it's through worship that we engage his presence. It's through worship that we engage the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It is through worship that he comes and he inhabits our praises. It's through worship that we bring him and the army of the Lord, the captain of the Lord of hosts, joins and is a part of our worship. And things happen in the spiritual realm when we worship that do not happen in any other realm. It is through worship. 
we have six days of the week and then we have Sunday. And sometimes Sunday is the hardest day to get out to worship. Because the week went crazy. I mean, sometimes my week goes crazy about three minutes after leaving the driveway of the church on Sunday afternoon. I, I just got to be honest with you. There are some days when the week has already begun before I'm even home from church on a Sunday. How do you combat that? Through worship. Through praise. Through exalting God. And what happens is the army of the Lord comes and the captain of the Lord of hosts, he comes and he joins and he participates. And all of a sudden, you think you're by yourself and the army of the Lord is with you. Elijah, I think it was Elijah, it could have been Elisha. But God was telling him secrets of the enemy, amazing secrets. And the enemy, the king got upset and he says, why is it that every time I'm doing something, the enemy is like one step ahead of me. Israel's one step ahead. And somebody finally said, well, it's the prophet. So he sends his army to go and capture Elijah. And Elijah's servant wakes up in the morning, looks out, and the army is there. I mean, he sends a whole army to catch one guy. Talk about a reputation. He didn't just send one guy to get him. He sent a whole army just to get the one fella. And the guy walks back in and he says, we're surrounded. And Elijah says, Lord, open his eyes. And God opens his eyes and he sees around them the army of the Lord. What are you facing today? What are you facing today? I don't care if it's a marital breakup. I don't care if it's stress in the marriage. Your God is bigger than that. Sometimes the enemy wants to come. It says in John that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The ploy of the enemy is to either to steal things from you, to kill you, or destroy you. And Jesus says, but I came. He says, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. And last week I shared on peace and how everything can be happening and there's one solution and just peace. Peace answered all those questions. And Jesus is saying, if the enemy wants to come to steal, that's what he wants to try to do. And he wants to come and he wants to kill. And he wants to destroy. He says, if those things happen, he says, just want, I want you to know that's the plan of the enemy. He says, because I've come to give you life. And to give it to you more abundantly. Who here could say, I could use a shot of life abundant? I could use like... Like, however you want to mix it, however you want to do it, I'm game for a shot of life. And how do you see that and how do you realize that? You start 
in worship. You start in worship. You start in worship. And worship doesn't just happen Sunday morning at 10.30 to 11 or 11.15. Worship happens 24 hours a day. And you have at your disposal, you have at your disposal the greatest weapon of all. That's this. That's this. The greatest weapon is this. The greatest weapon is this. It's hard to worship. But you start singing the high praises of God. You start declaring his goodness. You start speaking God. And God is good. God is great. God is strong. You start telling him of his goodness, and all of a sudden, he loved, his presence doesn't leave us, but it's like there's, a, there's just like a, an additional amount. I, I can't explain it. To me, sometimes it's a mystery. But as you worship, chains can break. As you worship, decisions can come and ideas can come. As you worship, God and the Holy Spirit will come and he will speak to you and he can give you insight that you wouldn't have had any other time. But that's because you've come into his presence, into where he is. And also when you get God and when you get Holy Spirit, you get all the blessings, all the wisdom, all the strength, all the might. Worship, worship, worship. And we are a worshiping church. We are a worshiping church. But I want to encourage you, when we worship, give it every single thing you've got. Don't, don't hold back in worship. Because your victory is connected to your worship. And I'll be quite frank with you. Some of the battles you're in, you don't need to be in. Some of the battles that you are facing right now, you have no need to be in those battles if you would get the habit of worship. I'm serious. There are battles that I've faced that I've realized, no, if I would spend time worshiping my king, he comes and he works on my behalf. So it's that crazy thing called Grace. It's an amazing thing. I, I, I want to just encourage you. We're going to worship. We're going to worship. We're going to take communion here in a couple minutes. And then I want to I get back into worship. And we don't need to sing 16 songs. We can sing one song with all our heart. And God, something will happen in the spiritual realm. If you have a need... When we're in worship this morning, after we take communion, communion is remembering what Christ has done for us. And we're going to have an amazing time to remember Christ. And then what we're going to do is the musicians are going to come back and we're going to take a few minutes and we're going to worship. 
And I want to encourage you in that moment and in that time that you come and if there's anything that you are lacking, anything that you are fighting, anything that is resisting against you, that is the time and the moment to say, no, I am going to break through and I'm going to press on and I'm going to worship the king and then expect, expect, expect the king of kings to show up on your behalf and I expect when you leave that you will be transformed. That you will have... In worship, you get to experience what Jesus did. I've been reading the, the, the Gospels. People chased Jesus down. <laughs> they chased him down. The, the tradition in the Jewish culture was that if you were unclean, you didn't get near people, and sometimes you would have to yell, unclean, unclean. And the Jewish people, and the tradition was, and the teaching was that a clean person does not touch somebody that was sick or a leper or somebody that was unclean. And, this, and, and part of that was somebody with an issue of blood. And this lady that had an issue of blood figured, no, I'm desperate how many of you are desperate? There are times when desperation is all I've got. Well, I'm here to tell you there's an answer for your desperation. His name is Jesus. And she was so desperate, she said, I don't care what the protocol is. I don't care what everybody else says I have to do. I don't care that they say you must stay away. She says, if only I can touch. She didn't even have the confirmation that Jesus would heal her, but she just said, if only I can touch. If only I could touch him, I could be made whole. In worship, is where you touch. In worship is where you touch him. In worship is where you exalt him and you tell him how much you love him and appreciate him. And all of a sudden, there's a release from the heavenlies. My life is built on worship. My life is built on worshiping the king. We're going to take communion. We're going to have a time of remembering our Savior. And then afterwards, I'd like the musicians to come back up. And we're just going to sing a couple worship songs. And we're just going to spend some time. And I'm asking God for a breakthrough for every single one of you. I'm asking God that anything that you need, you would be touched. And I would encourage you to come forward. If you want to stay in your seats and worship, that's up to you. But if you come forward, Pastor Nelson, myself, and there may be a few others, we may go and we may minister and we may ask the Lord to touch you. But I'm expecting transformation. I'm expecting change. I'm expecting you to walk away feeling 10 pounds lighter because the burden that you had when you walked in has been released and gone. I'm exp God can change that. The chains that used to hold you back and tie you up, they are no longer available when we cry out the name Jesus.
It's at his name. Those things fall off. Um, I'm expecting an outpouring of God. It's actually happening. I've been, I've been following Jeremy Miranda down in San Diego are having an amazing outpouring of God um, hitting hundreds of people. Every night they've been doing it. I've been watching them almost every night, catching a bit, um, watching what God is doing. There's also been other areas in Canada. There's like fires that are being lit, okay? Um, I've seen them. I've, I've been watching. Um, it's amazing what this global uh, network that we have with the Internet. And, and I'm expecting something to happen here. I'm expecting an outpouring of God to happen at Solid Rock. I'm expecting lives to be transformed by the power of God. I'm expecting some crazy things to happen when we get together with an attitude to worship and to press into the kingdom. So I want to tell you, when you come Sunday, don't come just to sit in a chair. And I know sometimes that may happen um, if you've had a crazy week, I understand that. I've been there. I've been there where I've come Sundays and sometimes I just come Sunday. But if you can, take everything that you've got and prepare ahead of time to come in and to see something happen because there's something powerful that happens when we all gather together. There's something powerful in a corporate gathering. And I want to tell you, if I, I want to see... Revival. And we kind of, Winona and I and Pastor Nelson, we've talked about that sometimes. The word revival and sometimes we think, you know, well, I want to live in a constant state of being on fire. Okay, that's where I want to stay. But I'll be honest with you, there's some of us in Abbotsford, and I'm not saying our church, but there's some people in Abbotsford that need to get the fire lit again. So I don't care if we use the word revival and something happens, but I want to start seeing that, and I want to see that every single day in your life. So when you come next Sunday, come with an expectation to worship. Don't come saying, what are you going to do for me? But come saying, God, I'm going to press in pursue. David said, as the, as the deer pants after the water, so my soul. And his, he didn't say, so my spirit. He says, so my soul, which is his mind, his will, and his emotions pressed in. Okay? So this is something you literally do. And you take your emotions. You take your emotions and you press in. We sometimes say, no, 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 have control of your emotions. No, you know what? My emotions, my excitement is going to press in. These feet, they might actually start moving a little quicker than others. I might start waving my hands, worshiping, because I want to see his presence, and my emotions are going to be involved in worship. My mind is going to be involved in pursuing it's something that I am going to do on purpose. It's not just going to happen. It's going to be something that I am pursuing with my mind and my will. I am determined to see something happen 
in Abbotsford. And this week, you prepare yourself this week. And next week being February 14th, Valentine's Day, let's have a love feast for our Savior. Amen? Amen. Um, We're not going to pass those out right now, guys, two weeks from now. But we have some things. Remember, Everybody remember I pray? Um, well, would you guys like it now? Sure, sure, guys. In, if you've got... I am trying very hard to be aware of the time. But we have a packet, and in this packet, for everybody here, husbands and wives and kids, okay, we have in here a little journal. It's a notebook. Yep, yep. Amen. I want the kids to be involved so everyone can have this. And what this is, is this is a notebook. So every Sunday when Pastor Nelson, Pastor Daniel, or myself says, get out your book to take notes, you can bring this with you every Sunday. Or it can also be a prayer journal. Okay? So this is for you. My prayer and my idea behind this is that you will use it. Okay, if you came into my office, I can show you three or four books that have more pages than this of handwritten Sunday notes from years ago. Okay, so take notes, take a journal, have prayer requests written down, and then when one is um, answered, check it off so that you can see what God has done. So these are for your benefit, for your use. Okay, husbands and wives and children. In there, we also have, oh, yeah, we have the I Pray commitment cards, which we've done in the past. And what we're doing is we are committing one for two. So there's two people that I'm going to pray for this year. Whether it's two people or two families, that is your choice as a family. Some of you might say we're going to go for families. That's fine. And, and I'm going to tell you to target somebody that's not following the Lord. Pray for someone that isn't following the Lord, whether they've left, been hurt, or whether they just don't know him at all. But have two people. And what you do is you write down on the white paper your name and then the two names that you're going to pray for. And then the blue one, if you could take a couple minutes literally right now And write down, and if you need to next week, that's fine, but whatever we can get this week, if there's two people, and then you can just leave them at the back, um, and we hand them to an usher. So hand them either to Gift or to Renee, and that way we can start collecting them. So that's what we want to do. We want to keep the... Yeah, if you take it home, you got to bring it back. Boy, I'm so thankful for you, honey. We also have... Um, many, I think most, if not all of them, have stickers and magnets, but for certain you've got magnets. That's so you can put it on your fridge, on your wash machine, on your bumper, as long as you drive like a Christian. Um, I cut somebody off last week, and Winona says, I sure hope you don't have the I Pray sticker on there. Um, but have that in front of you. There's something we'll forget. If you're like me, you'll forget. So put that somewhere that's prominent. And what that does is that reminds you of your commitment. So if you filled these out a couple years ago, I'm going to ask you to fill them out again. Let's bring this back fresh. 
We also have in here is a little I Pray booklet. And what this does is this has scripture verses that you can pray over those that you've written down. Because you might, don't just say, God bless Pastor David today. You know, you don't have to pray for me. You can pray for me all the time, but you don't have to put me down as an I pray. I'm saved. Thank you, Adrian. Yeah, you're listening. But what you can do is if there's an individual in there, and we've given you verses, and, and this is just to learn and to start learning how to pray for them. I how to make a declaration over their life. And I want to encourage you to increase that. Don't just use this, but increase. Find a scripture and start praying that and believing that and speaking it over their life. So this, this gives you um, some prayers to have. It also gives you Romans Road to Salvation, just so you understand. If somebody comes to you, you can understand what is the process, what is the need for salvation. We're all, we've all sinned, come short of the glory of God. Christ gave us his son he redeemed us, and it's through him that if we confess with our mouths and believe in our heart that he's the Savior, we'll saved. All who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it's in here. So that is for you. And then in addition to that, Pastor Winona developed this healing uh, brochure a few years ago because I believe some of you are going to be praying for people that need healing. And this has got declarations in it, and the declarations are the word of God. There's nothing more powerful than speaking God's word. There's nothing more powerful than speaking his word. So what we're done is we're giving you some things that hopefully will help you and assist you. Next Sunday, what are you going to do next Sunday? Bring back these, but also you're going to prepare this week for next Sunday, and you're going to come, and I believe that there's going to be some crazy things happening next Sunday. Crazy in a good sense. Amen? God bless you. Have a great week. Actually, why don't we pray for all those that are sick? Because I know there's families that are not well. Lord, we just speak right now health to every family, every individual, every mom, dad, son, or daughter. And we speak health to them right now. And we speak against this sickness and those things that seem to want to travel and hit a whole family. I speak to you right now and stop. In the name of Jesus, you cannot proceed any further. You must leave now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I expect to hear of people telling us at 1225 on Sunday afternoon, their house began to feel better. Lord, we speak that, we declare that now in the name of Jesus. Sickness, you must leave now. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have an amazing week and be prepared for next Sunday.